Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm Angela Donatio, and each week I share compelling conversations with leading voices. They encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together we'll make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. What if this year could bring your greatest adventure? Well, you're invited to join Tabitha Deller on the adventure of drawing near to God. Tabitha is an author. She's a Bible teacher. She's a wife and she's a homeschool mom to four. And she is passionate about helping others read and live God's word. Welcome, Tabitha. I'm so honored and excited to have you here on the Make Life Matter podcast. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we were chatting a little bit a minute ago, and I'm not going to give any secrets away, but we're kind of moving into the season of Lent. And this, the study that you just released is actually an Advent study. I went through it, absolutely loved it. And I thought, I do not want to wait till November to bring Tabitha to the podcast. So we're going to release it now. This whole month, we're kind of talking about resources that help us understand God's word, to dig in more, because we're still at the beginning of the year. And the quicker we can get tools and greater understanding of how to dig into God's word, the better. So let's talk a little bit about this because you, first, I want to talk with your story because you might be new to some people here. So before we we get into Near, which is um, the book that you just released, let's talk a bit about your story. And you mentioned in the book, you say that you radically encountered Christ during your college years and to the ministry of crew, which I have a little connection with crew. I'll talk about that in a second. So Tell us a little bit about your story, Tabitha. Well, when I was younger, I grew up in church and I was in church every time the doors were open, grew up in um, North Carolina, hence the Mm. accent. So I have a little Southern accent, but grew up in North Carolina, going to church um, from a very young age. Mm. And when I was 10 years old, I prayed that prayer of salvation, asking Jesus into my heart, making that walk down the aisle to Mm. tell that to my pastor and then getting baptized. And I remember very vividly doing that. And I remember the reason behind doing that was that I didn't want to go to hell. Yeah. I, I wanted my fire insurance. I wanted to go mm-hmm. to heaven and I knew that was the ticket to heaven. And therefore that's why I did it because I, I was scared of the alternative. Mm. So that was when I was 10 years old and I truly believe God saved me in my act of crying out to him to be my savior. Cause that's what I wanted at that moment as a 10 year old girl. So I believe I was saved when I was 10, but I said I didn't. So I was born again, but I didn't learn to walk for eight more years. So what I mean by that is I went to church. I was a a Sunday church girl and I was in the pew on Sunday. I was hearing the sermon. I believe the Holy Spirit was convicting me of sin when I would do something wrong and, you know, Mm -hmm junior high, high school, I felt conviction about that, but it didn't stick. I didn't have a relationship Mm. with God. It was about religion, not relationships. So fast forward to when I was 18 years old, I was a freshman at Meredith College in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I got involved with crew. It was Campus Crusade for Christ at the time. And I, um, the funny story about the connection with crew is Laura Clayton at the time. She's Laura Hunt now. She was a senior and she kept calling me like all the time. Let's have coffee. Let's meet for coffee. Want to come to my room Mm -hmm. for a Bible study? Want to do this? Want to hang out? And she was so bubbly, so energetic, could not wipe the smile off of her face. And I thought, 
why would I want to go to your room to have a Bible study? Like I'm in college now. That was yeah. like, I've, I'm, I've been there, done that. And mm. you know, like, why would I want to do that? And I literally only said yes to her and met up with her to get her to stop calling me. Mm. And from that moment on at that, that first semester of my freshman year, I was involved with crew all four years and wow. I was in her Bible study. Um, she then graduated and, but the, the group, the core group of girls, we stayed in Bible study. Then we led Bible studies, you know, the model of crew, the yep. discipleship yep. model of crew. And I was at every, you know, winter conference and, um, did the, um, did sp- the spring break trips and yep. the, the missions, the project, um, I was on summer project in 1996 mm. in Branson, Missouri with crew. And that's where I met my husband. Oh, and wow. so that's when I really learned to walk with God. And yes. I was taught and discipled and mentored in the word and shown how to set aside time in the word and make that a priority. And I encountered radically encountered God. I watched him work in my heart. And Mm. when I felt that conviction then of the Holy spirit, I did something about it. It wasn't just a, okay, I'm going to forget about that. And just, you know, continue to now was I perfect? No, but I, but I responded to conviction of the Holy spirit. I I learned that this was a relationship that I could every single day spend time with Jesus, that I could Mm -hmm. talk to him, that I could hear from him in the pages of his word, through sermons, through music, through other people. Like he, his word truly became alive and active in my heart and applicable to my everyday life. I love that tab of the good, because I think people see maybe someone like you or I would release a book or, you know, have a new project and we don't understand the heart work. I could say hard work and heart <laughs> work. They're usually one and the same that is behind where we have landed because literally your book is called near and he came here to draw us near and it's an Advent study, but you're sharing with us how you moved from just kind of a, okay, I'm, I'm accepting Christ really as I don't want to go to hell, which sadly is a lot of our motivation. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's a starting place, but that's not the staying place. That's what you're, what you're describing is the abiding of staying with God and have actually having an active relationship, which is built through discipleship, built through community. My personal relationship with crew, by the way, is this month I've been talking about filter of hope a little bit as well, because I went with filter of hope. Uh, earlier last year, uh, I went to Costa Rica and then my husband and I are leading a team back to Costa Rica with Filter of Hope this summer. And Filter of Hope on their spring breaks takes thousands of crew college kids on their missions wow. trips. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever went with Filter of Hope or if you knew that connection. I didn't know that connection. Yeah. And so amazing. like we're... And I feel like Filter of Hope's trips are really geared around young adults and giving kind of an entry-level experience to the mission field. Mm -hmm. So since we've been talking here about the trip to Costa Rica this whole month, I thought that was a beautiful just explanation of what crew can do. And if you're listening on a college campus, go find a crew. Um, in my organization, my denomination fellowship is the Sundays of God. We have Chi Alpha. There's Young Life. They're all very similar. But the point is to find a community like you're saying. You're in your college dorm thinking, I'm in college. Like that's that was, you know, high school, whatever. I read the Bible sometime in my, you know, sat in the pew. But we're talking about 
like literally centering your life around who God is and letting mm-hmm. him be the Lord of your life, not just mm-hmm. that savior, the moment you said yes, but mm-hmm. living for God. So I'm just so grateful that you just kind of kept developing and now you're a Bible teacher yes. and uh, it's beautiful to see. And I loved near and I want to talk about it. And I know that I know it's not Advent guys. I know what time of the year it is, <laughs> but I already talked with Tabitha about let's not wait. Let's go ahead and offer a resource that people can use if you're celebrating Lent, if you're moving toward Easter and Resurrection Sunday. You know, Wendy Speak has been here talking about the 40-day feast. Now I want to introduce you to Tabitha and Mir. So this is 28 chapters of Matthew. Literally, it's coinciding 28 devotionals with the 28 chapters of Matthew. And here we are at the beginning of a new year. And so I want to encourage our listeners to read this over the next month. As we're anticipating, because Advent is about anticipation and arrival, we're anticipating and celebrating Christ's death and resurrection. So I'd like to know, Tabitha, why you chose to lean into the book of Matthew and what unique perspective do you think he brings on the gospels and the life of Jesus? Well, I love that question. And I um, have, you know, I've been familiar with the book of Matthew. I know the disciple Matthew, but Mm -hmm. I didn't truly become really intrigued by Matthew until our pastor started doing a sermon series this past summer, Mm -hmm. summer of 22, um, on 12 ordinary men. And he went through each disciple throughout the summer, the 12 weeks of summer. And so that was his summer series. And when he preached on Matthew and also my husband and I were watching the chosen at the same time, I was going to ask you what you thought about Yes. Alice's portrayal, but we can come back to that. So finish yes. that, and I'd love to see what your thought, what your take is. I was just extremely intrigued by Matthew, mm. by his personality, by the way he viewed his relationship with Jesus mm. and how he wrote his gospel yeah. and his, his account of the story of Christ. And I was so intrigued by how detailed and yes. precise the book of Matthew is. And so I always, anytime I write a Bible study, a devotional, a talk that I'm giving at a church, um, I always start with the Bible projects um, video of that book and that Mm. background, that outline. It's a great, I'm a visual learner and I love the Bible projects, visual um, representation, how they will, you know, it's the um, almost like a comic book where it like comes alive on the screen and, and the, the bullet points and the arrows and how everything just fits together. And I was so intrigued by the Bible project. It's actually two videos for the book of Matthew, but how Matthew is organized. And a lot of the Bible is that way. A lot of the books of the Bible, because our God is amazing and Mm -hmm. he is such a God of order and design and purpose. Mm. And so that's really what intrigued me, the book of Matthew in the summer. So I started doing a deep dive and studying Mm -hmm. the book of Matthew throughout the summer. And it was like the second week of August that I decided to write near. Wow. So that's when the Holy Spirit and I got really serious. Wow. About As a writer, I'm like, oh, wow, that's quick. Because you, know, you released it. Yeah, you released it in the October. Fall. October 3rd is when it was released. So I hunkered down and we worked and wrote near and edited near throughout the month of September then. Mm-hmm. And it was released October 3rd. Now that is the beauty of self-publishing. Sure. So that's, a yeah. whole, that's a whole, <laughs> a whole other conversation. Oh, 
another conversation, but I truly, um, I love the way God has worked in the, in the Bible studies and devotionals and things that he's put on my heart to share with others. Mm. He's so, um, He's just so precise and detailed and organized, just like Matthew. And so I was so intrigued by that gospel, by um, that disciple and his personality. Mm. And that's when we just went on this journey of writing the devotional and then releasing that and being able to walk through it again throughout Advent with Mm. a group of ladies who were going through it was also really special. Sure, sure. Different perspectives. And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. When we study God's word, it's the same word. It doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but it is alive and active. And even though it was penned all those years ago, it is so applicable to every single day of our lives. Just how we started Mm. our conversation before the interview. Um, It's been a heavy time for me and Mm. it's God's word that has reminded me that there's hope in the heart. That's right. And I wouldn't get that would I if I wasn't seeking that and right. asking God to help. And so that goes back to the to my testimony and crew and mm. and God's timing in our lives. We have to actively seek him. We have to draw near to him and that's he'll right. draw near to us. That's, that's exactly the right. that's the whole um you, so you can do it at Advent, you can do it at Lent, you can do it in the middle of the summer. Anytime you come to Jesus and you say, God, I'm here and I want to receive a word Mm -hmm. from your word. I want to grow and learn. He is going to meet you right there where you are and radically change your life. (laughs) That's exactly right. I love that. And I love that, that we've, we face so much uncertainty. I was intrigued with you studying Matthew because my dad and I just released a book on the life of Thomas. So I'm kind of grateful that I was almost finished writing before I started watching The Chosen. And I was like, huh, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't see that or I did see that. I wrote a Bible study on um, six different women in the Bible called Fearless. And last night I watched the most recent episode um, at the time of this recording was the woman with the issue of blood. So I wrote about her in Fearless. So I was so like, I was breathless in moments watching it because I just love, yes, he's taking some subjective interpretations and liberties here and there, creative liberties, but it's true to the word of God. And I think it helps us to feel like, wow, these were real people. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we can kind of get this like aloof idea of the Bible that God is far off somewhere and, you know, and his word is inaccessible, which is what's coming up with Jenny Randall. How can we really access the word of God and it not be intimidating for us. And what you're reminding of us, uh, us of in the life of Matthew, our world is so uncertain, Tabitha, like you were saying, it's hard. So to know that what's happening is not some random haphazard mm-hmm. series of events, but God is sovereign and in control. And at just the mention of his name, he draws near to us. That is so powerful. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I love it. I think it's a beautiful study. Tell me what you personally thought. And then we're going to like, look at some of the specifics of near, but what have you thought about his portrayal of Matthew and, and what, if any did that? Cause it's so hard now. Like I went to Israel and once you go to Israel, you are like grounded in what you're reading. So mm-hmm. now when you're reading about Jericho or Cana or whatever, you actually have it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's some of it's different than what we expect. Yeah. So it's jarring for you to stop and be like, wait, 
wait, now I can picture that. So in the same way we have the chosen and for better or worse, it's, you know, we see Jonathan now as Jesus when we think about Jesus. So sorry, for better or worse, Jonathan, you are forever branded. But what do you think about Matthew, especially having studied him? Mm-hmm. What do you think about their portrayal? It has nothing to do with your book, but I'm just curious. No, no. And I love that question. And it's so, it's so, so true because there's so many Bible stories that my brain automatically goes to veggie tales or what <laughs> I mean so true I, I just <gasps> I you know Esther I hear her on that balcony like oh. saying from the veggie tales like I just oh where so, is my hairbrush where, where yeah if you grew up on veggie tales you, you're laughing right now because that's so true that's and, and so no shame and like her theology no. started with veggie tales so I think you know again he meets us where we are and that childlike faith to just yeah. want to know him and so our mm. resources today are maybe somebody else's interpretation or like yeah. you said people are going to take creative liberties and and it's going to be subjective because that's our filter like that's we don't right. have we're not walking with Jesus Mm-mm. we don't aren't having a conversation with Matthew but we do have Matthew's words which in his gospel I'm amazed at how much of it is actually just Jesus's words and yeah. I was blown away by that because Matthew's so precise he's like I'm not taking any chances I'm giving you <laughs> the words straight from that's Jesus. Good. But as far as Dallas's portrayal of uh, Matthew, I will be honest and say I was a little taken aback at first. I was like, he was not autistic. Like that, Mm -hmm. how do you know that? Like how, like, like, I don't know if he was exactly like that. And we don't know that he was exactly like that. That's creative license. That's right. But the thing, um, because I, so I have, I'm a mom of four boys. Mm. They are um, 15. I can do this. 18. (laughs) almost 20 and 21. Mm -hmm. So I've watched them grow up and they are vastly different. All four of them have majorly different um, Mm -hmm. personalities. And I can hearken back to times in their childhood where I thought maybe one of them would do this or do that. And to watch it unfold and see who God is growing them to be Mm -hmm. and the men of God they're becoming, it's not all like a bed of roses and easy sure. and all of that. And again, we learn in the hard and we grow in the hard, but God has wired us and created us. He knit us together in our mother's womb. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are all individually made right. and his plan and purpose is for us. So when I think of Matthew and his personality, whether he was autistic or um whatever, I am so grateful for his personality Yeah, that he was so careful with detail and mm-hmm. he was so precise. And I believe that God's design for him to, to pin the gospel of Matthew was so, um, just perfect because that's what he had planned and he needed that kind of personality to tell that account. And I remember when I first started reading in Matthew one, you know, you hear the different, um, the genealogy and I start the book, Holy Genealogy. I know, right. Um, Which we all tend to skip over. I mean, to be frank, we tend to skip them and we're like, eh, do I really care about this? But it's there for a reason. Nothing is arbitrary. Exactly. And it's so detailed. And what struck me, you know, the 28 days of um, Advent this past year, it was 28 Mm -hmm. days and the 28 chapters of Matthew. Again, God was like showing me these, these 
details that were so precise mm. to this project right. and to me writing near. So in um, verse 17 of Matthew 1, all those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. Mm. 14, 14, 14. Yeah. Three you know, three fourteens basically. Yeah. yeah. Three is that number representing mm. holy, 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 that right. perfect the perfect trinity. So there's three sets of fourteen. Fourteen is two times seven, which is, right. you know, seven is another right. um perfect number. And so all of the, and then you got 28, which is also a factor of seven. And I'm a number sure. nerd and a word nerd. <laughs> so I'll just like, I geek out on these kind of details because mm. God is so detailed. Yes. And he allowed Matthew a very detailed, organized accountant mm-hmm. person yes. to care for these numbers mm. in his word, these generations, these details that I believe only Matthew could have done justice mm. to. Wow, it's beautiful. So, yeah. And if you look at the gospels, I mean, they're all written by very, four very different people and personalities. Mm-hmm. And then you got Paul's got, you know, books, which are very different. Yeah. I mean, you have Mark, John, Mark, you have Luke, who's a doctor, you know, yeah. so you have John, you know, the beloved, you kept saying the one that Jesus loved, you know, and I used to make fun of him and like, you know, he felt so loved that he wrote from that vantage point. So mm-hmm. what that shows us, Tabitha is just as unique as they are. They're not all the same. Every Bible, every, I don't even like to say character because they're real people, but every person in the Bible has unique personality traits and, you know, quirks and strengths and weaknesses, just like we do. Right. Such encouragement to us that he can not only use us uniquely, but meet us uniquely where we are. And so maybe you're more drawn to that sense of order and structure. You're going to love Matthew's writings. Maybe you're just in a season of really needing to know that you're loved and you're going to you're going to come away from John's gospel. Just so receiving that I would always encourage people to read the gospels in tandem because you'll see the crossover between book to book and where stories are in multiple passages and have a little bit of a different take. And some people that are anti-biblical try to say, Oh, it's contradictions. No, it's just if Tabitha and I were at the same event, mm-hmm. but she saw it from her vantage point And I saw it from my vantage point. We're writing Right. Our vantage point. Right. So maybe I left out a detail that Tabitha noticed or Tabitha recorded something that I just didn't see because I was mm-hmm. behind somebody else. So mm-hmm. to collectively, when we read them together, we just get this whole picture of Jesus's ministry. And even John says, listen, we're just scratching the surface. If we try to tell you everything he said and did, like it would, we could not contain the volumes. Yeah. There is a funny moment that I'm going to move to another question, but where somebody, it might've been John. And, and Matthew was, was noting something and, and John or somebody said to him, why are you writing that down? And Matthew's like, well, I don't know why you're not capturing that, but that's going to be in my, that's going to be in my book. I'm writing that down. So I was like, okay, leave it to Matthew to make sure no stone is unturned. But I love your, you basically frame the book out with this. So we, I feel like right before Christmas and right before resurrection Sunday are great times to go through the gospels. Mm -hmm. So if you've never read through all four gospels, that's what I would encourage you to do. And, uh, and this is just a wonderful guide. It's a guide and it gives you a, a, a brief devotion for each day. So let's talk about these 28 days because you have basically sections that you group, you group it in. He came to bring life. He came to bring light. He came to bring love. 
and he came to bring a legacy. So let's talk a little bit about each one kind of briefly. So what does it mean to you when you say that he came to bring life? Well, I believe obviously Christmas and Advent leading up to Christmas was God's rescue mission Mm. for mankind. That's right. So he sent his son, Jesus, to dwell among us, to be God with us, Emmanuel, Mm -hmm. to bring us life because with him, we can only know death. We are, sin has separated us from a holy God and there is only one way, truth and life and only one way to the father. And that is through Jesus Christ, God's son. And so I start there that he, Mm. you know, with those genealogies, the first um, seven chapters of Matthew, we just look at what life is, um, abundant life here on earth and eternal life in heaven. And we can't know that eternal life apart from Christ. And so his life, him coming as a baby, being born to live a physical life on this earth for 33 years, and then to give up his life willingly and to die Mm. for us, to give us life is like the greatest story that's ever been told. And And it does, it, it spans throughout history and now today and into eternity. And, um, I just love that Advent and Lent, they are very connected. There would be no Lent without Advent. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so we do, um, he did come to bring life and, um, that life in Christ can only be known when we truly embrace his death and resurrection Mm. and the whole purpose, his whole rescue mission. And we buy into that and we say, I need a savior. I do need rescued from my sin. And so um, that is the first seven days. The first week of this devotional is all about that life. What does it mean to have life in Christ? Um, And those days are, you know, like the gift of life, a life spared, a life prepared, a called life, obedient life, treasured life, mm-hmm. and a life built on a firm foundation. What does it mean to have a, a, a prepared life? How has mm-hmm. God spared your life in times mm-hmm. for you to wake up and live for him? And, and so again, it goes through each chapter of Matthew and the Holy Spirit just pricked my heart at a little section. And that's what I share. But like I said, going through this, this past Advent with some other ladies, it was really neat to hear where the Holy Spirit had them. That's right. And what he pulled out and drew out of the um, pages of the word mm-hmm. for their heart during the season that they were in. And so that is what life is all about. I so. love that because this is called the Make Life Matter podcast. And, you know, we all want our lives to matter. We want it to have meaning. We want to feel like we're, you know, making a difference. And like you said, we're fearfully, wonderfully made. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. But but the whole point, guys, we are here to have life through Christ. And if you're trying to live an abundant life without Christ at the center, you're going to struggle. You're going to feel frustrated. Just as Tabitha was describing earlier, the word of God is where we really find our life. Jesus says that I, I, in me, I have the words of life. He is life. So if we're going to make our lives matter, you're here still here at the beginning of a new year and you're looking toward, uh, I did a new, um, a new kind of goal sheets are called power sheets by cultivate this year. Jen hand, our friend, Jen hand turned me on to those and I loved it. And it really makes you look at the whole year with big picture. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? And then breaking that down into habits and to steps. And 
But when you sit with the Holy Spirit and say, what is your heart for me this year? Now, of course, he could change that. He can he can shift directions anytime you want. So we hold some of those, our plans loosely based on what God wants for us. But the overarching point is that he wants our life to, to be impactful, to bring glory to him. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're called to love God and love people. How we do that is going to be customized, but you know, the way Tabitha is living out her calling in her life is different than me, but I love that you started there. Then you moved into light and then you moved into love. And then I kind of want to land before we wrap up on legacy, because I love this, this point that you draw out here. He came to leave a legacy. So many of us start well, but then when you said a minute ago, it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Are we still finding the hope in the heart? Are we still trusting that God, I want to finish Mm-hmm. I want to finish stronger than I started. Why was that crucial for you to include that he came to leave a legacy? And what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Well, as I you know, read through the book of Matthew and studied it, obviously towards the end of the chapter, we're hearing about his final days on yeah. this earth and his ministry um, and um, passing that torch on, so to speak, to his disciples, to um, not only his 12 and at the time yeah, I pointed out in one the devotionals 11 because one didn't stay and didn't remain. And so there are going to be followers of Christ who fall away in, Mm. especially in the last days. We know that because the word tells us that. And so he is calling us to stay and Mm. I'm landing with that word and Angela knows why I'll keep that (laughs) under wraps for now. But anyway, we'll come back and um, share that later. We'll come back and share that later. But I, I couldn't not, there's a double negative for you. I couldn't not end with legacy because that is the, that was the final, um, final earthly chapter, I should say of that rescue mission. That's why he came. He came to bring life to as a new life and to grow and live the 33 years on this earth and to do ministry and perform miracles and give us his teachings and all of the things to then culminate in giving of his life and mm. giving up his life, sacrificing yeah. his life, dying a cruel and horrible death to be that lamb of God that mm. was perfect and spotless. And he gave that up so that we could have a relationship with a holy God yes. and it didn't end there. And that's what gets me excited. And and I started the conversation with Angela, letting her know it's been heavy. I've, I've come mm. off of just a couple of weeks of heaviness of death in our family and a mm. couple of funerals and then just heaviness from other things and just the weight of the world. And I heard a sermon that helped me kind of grapple with the heaviness I've been mm. feeling. Um, our pastor said that, you know, a, a living body and a dead body, a living body would feel physical weight that you put on them. If you put a 200 pound weight, that's going to hurt. That's going to yeah. like be, yeah. they're physically going to feel that weight, but that dead body would not feel anything. Mm. But when we are alive in Christ, yeah. we are going to feel the weight of the world. We are going to feel the heaviness of sin. Yeah. We are going to experience the sting of death. We're going to feel heavy, Hmm. but we are alive in Christ and we have that hope 
that does not disappoint. I was in um, First Thessalonians this morning, and while I was there, and I promise I'm getting to legacy, Angela. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's powerful. Um, in chapter four and five, he actually had me in four and five, and it was, it, they're both great chapters. But the hope of the resurrection is that section title. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. And so we as believers, as followers of Christ, of those who have accepted this free gift that he's freely given to us of life, we now have the hope of this legacy that he has left. Mm. And it's, and it's something that he has left for us, not to just hoard ourselves and okay, I'm, I'm going to heaven now, like that fire insurance. I've got it. Let's check it off my list and then live life the way we want. No, we have to make our life matter. And our life mattering means that we are sharing that hope with everyone we come in contact with. Mm. Does that mean we all need to be missionaries or preachers or evangelist or podcast host or authors. No, but every conversation we have, every decision we make, every day we get up and we get in the word and we ask God, what is it you want me to do today? Mm. Our life matters. And we have a legacy to leave for generations to come. He, he left us after his death, burial and resurrection. He ascended to heaven to go prepare a place for us. But he says, I'm going to go. And then in the book of John, I'm going to come back for Mm. you. He's going to come back for us. And he wants us to share that hope with others. So that heaviness of the world and sin and, and culture and all the lies of the enemy, everything that's so heavy in our world right now, Mm. people are desperate for hope. Yes. And so this legacy that he left for us is not only our assurance of salvation. Mm. It's that hope that we get to share with other people every single day. That's right. And so that's what legacy is all about. It is. And and as you were saying that the phrase that came to my heart is live with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, eternity is our hope. So as hard mm-hmm. as things get here, we were created for eternity. This is just a blink. And so, mm-hmm. if, and all the more reason we need his presence. That's the whole point of drawing near is you know, where Jesus did not say, you're not going to have trouble. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. You mm-hmm. will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world, but we have to have his presence. And, and that's staying in the word. I recently uh, watched a little um, Instagram clip from Jenny Allen. And she talked about how she's come through a dry season where she just did not want to read the word of God. And it felt dry and it felt dull. And she just, she had to just keep pressing through. Sometimes we're going to go through drought seasons. Sometimes, you know, we don't, our emotions are not caught up with where our convictions are, but we're not going to let our emotions lead us. Because if I just go by what I feel that particular day, well, I don't feel particularly loving, or I don't feel forgiving, or I don't Mm -hmm. feel like reading my Bible. Then there's days, the Bible, you're going to weep when you get through two sentences, because you can hardly contain the joy of what he's showing you. So that's life. That's life. And so 
what we're encouraging this whole month is dig into the word of God, find a resource like Tabitha's near to help you guide. I've shared Wendy speaks. You're going to hear from Jenny Randall in a minute. You're going to hear from Carmen next week. So of course you heard with my dad and our book about the life of Thomas. So there are no shortage of wonderful resources, but all of these resources, guys, they're supplements. The real meal is the Bible. These are like your like vitamins that your supplements that you take, but get into the word of God and don't let intimidation or fear, or even it feels boring or it feels dry, or don't let those things keep you from digging in and, and being near to who God is. He may feel distant. And I'm sure you've experienced this Tabitha where he feels distant again, back to our emotions, but he's not. That's just our human condition that we have to, to, to push through. Even today I was wrestling with something and I just felt my heart kind of cold to a particular situation. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you know, God opposes the proud, like hint, hint, hint for me, (laughs) but he gives grace to the humble. Meaning if I want his grace, I have to humble my heart and ask for it. So he is very present. He's a very present help in times of trouble. He's always there. It's sometimes us that have not drawn near. And that's not to say shame on us. We haven't drawn near. It's an invitation that Jesus is always inviting us in and inviting us to him. So it's a beautiful devotional. Thank you, Tabitha, for, for putting it together for us, whether they wait till Advent or like you said, the summer or right now. Um, I didn't even take full 28 days. I read it more like I did did like seven days as a chapter almost. Mm -hmm. So really just go through it the way the Lord leads you, but how do you want people to find it and get a copy of it whenever they, they want to go through it this year? Yeah, it is on Amazon. So you can just nearby Tabitha Deller search that Um, my website is Tabitha Deller.com. I have all my Bible studies and devotionals there. I um, blog there. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Tabitha Deller. And so, yeah, love it. And you have some speaking things. If it's still open, I know you're speaking at Jesse Seneca, who's a friend of ours, Jesse Seneca's mom conference. Yep. I might be calling it by the wrong name, but I know it's conference for moms. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that for a second in case there's a mom who's listening that wants to connect with you deeper there. Yeah, that is the real mom conference. And um, Jesse and I have kind of started taking these on the road. Like we've done oh, a I few now. It. It's really cool. Um, it's in Souderton, um, Pennsylvania. So um, you could reach out to me, like I said, tapthedeller.com, mm-hmm. just contact me there and I could get you more information about the church it's located at. It is March 11th, um, okay. the real mom conference in Souderton, PA. So. And she's doing others as well. So there's other mm-hmm. ways you can connect with Tab- mm-hmm. Tabitha as well. This is just her most recent resource, but mm-hmm. she has several and she gets you as a mom. And, and I know men listen too. So although it's, it's written by a woman, and I think you have a slant that it's written toward women. I don't think there's anything about this that a man would not benefit from. It's no, just I had several men read it through. I agree. My men, my men. Well, let's it. do it. Let's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And my most recent book with my dad, of course, is for men and women. So I love that more women are writing books that mm-hmm. can be, um, resources for men as well, because traditionally that has not been the case. That's my little ax to grind. So I'll get off my soapbox, but sadly statistics show that men do not read books written by women, but that is starting to change. And so, um, you know, it just starts with some of us just putting 
the message that really all of us need to hear and to read. And that is that God longs to draw near to us. He made a way that we can come near to him once and for all. Jesus is the way to draw near and you'll love not only diving more into Matthew's words, but just drawing closer to Jesus. That's what Lent really is about is, is you're removing some things from your life intentionally to, to feast on who God is and to draw closer to him. So Tabitha, I'm going to invite you to pray for us in just a moment. But before I do, I always like to ask this last question. And I'm, I always am curious, just so you guys know, I never want to know who it is. So I never know until this moment, but um, we've talked about making our lives matter, leaving a legacy, all these things. But other than Jesus, who in the Bible inspires you to make life matter? Okay. Well, I've already talked a lot about Matthew. So it was a, it was actually a tie between Matthew and John. So I'm getting ready to do a deep dive into John. And so I'm going to say the beloved disciple and, um, I'm just super excited, um, to dig in. So, so when I wrote near, I really wanted to, um, I've been wanting to write an Advent devotional for 10 years Hmm. and I always thought it would be connected to the gospel of John. And so when it it took a different route and we were in Matthew, that's exactly what God hadn't planned for this. So now I am finding myself doing a deep dive in John and I'm so excited to just learn more about John, the disciple, but also about Jesus and his life through John's lens and perspective. And so, um, I love all the disciples again, their personalities. They were 12 ordinary men, just like you and me, um, and following after Jesus. And so I think I'm most intrigued right now. Like I, I could answer it, Esther and Ruth, and I've done studies on them before and they're women and I can relate to them. And, um, there's so many in the Bible, but I think where where I am right now would have to be um, a tie between Matthew and John. And so I'm saying, I'm saying John, for oh, the answer this he question. edged him out. Final answer. <laughs> and, and, and that just reinforces all the more guys get in the gospels. I just think every year, even if you can't read the whole Bible chronologically or get through the Bible, you know, which, which I'm not doing that to, there's not a method here that is perfect, a perfect method, but just stay, get and stay in the word of God. I just encourage you to try to make sure you've re- you've read all four gospels at some point. Maybe every couple of years recircle back around. Maybe look at it from a different vantage point, point of view, which is back of the chosen again. Dallas, if you've listened to this episode, there you go. <laughs> As if you need all the shout outs, but but they're all yours today. Huh. But um he intentionally switches points of view so that he's not just telling the story from the point of view of Jesus. And that's why I love to read a lot. I read a book by every person that I host here on the podcast, if they're an author. So yes, that means I read a lot of books for those (laughs) who are trying to count in your head. But what I love is the way Tabitha's lenses is different than Jesse Seneca's or Jenny Randall's or Dominic Dones or Sheila Walsh. And so Get out there and not only read the Bible, but then read different resources, which will give you different perspectives Mm -hmm. and you will land on some things that you never thought of that before. And my deep dive into Thomas, Tabitha, I never would have seen some of the things, but when you drill down and you just keep putting a magnifying glass on the same area for a while, Wow. I mean, the Bible is inexhaustible. You cannot exhaust it. And the same person could write on the same topic and it's still be different. That's what's so amazing about scripture. So thank you for giving us this. And uh, it's beautiful guys go to tabithadeller.com. I'll put that in my show notes, follow her on social media. And uh, if you're looking for a study to take through Lent, or even again, this summer, 
or put it on your shelf and wait for Advent, but just make sure you get a copy. And Tabitha, thank you so much for your voice and our generation, reminding us that we have hope in the hard Mm -hmm. and to keep our hope and our eyes set on who Jesus is. He is coming again. And we need that reminder every single day of the year, Mm -hmm. especially when things get difficult. So thank you for being here today. And I'd love for you to just pray over our listeners as we close. Yes, I would love to. Father, we just thank you so much for this time. I thank you for this conversation. I thank you for Angela and the Make Life Matter podcast, Lord, and the lives that it is touching, Lord, and the resources it is connecting um, others with, Lord. And we just thank you so much for our ultimate resource, the source of life, the word of God, Lord. It is our daily manna from heaven, Lord, and we want to feast on your word every single day. So I pray, Lord, for these listeners right now, those that are so um, intimate with you right now and feel your presence and are um, maybe on that mountaintop with you. And I pray for those who are in a really dark place. Maybe they're in a valley, God, they're just not feeling your presence. And as someone who um, has been through a season just recently like that, Lord, I know that feeling of of just dread and hard and, and, um, drought. And so God, I just pray right now by the power of your Holy spirit, that those who feel in that hard place right now, that you would be the lifter of their heads and the lover of their souls. Would you allow them to sense your presence right now in the name of Jesus? God, I pray, Lord, that you would lift them up and that they would just open the word of God and you would meet them in those pages, in a gospel, um, wherever you would have them, Lord, by the direction and the leading of your Holy Spirit. And so we Thank you, God, that our life matters because your life mattered, God, and your son, you sent your son to bring life, to um, to bring light and love and to leave a legacy, Lord, that we could pass that on for generations to come. So would you just show us ways to do that in our homes, in our churches, in our communities, Lord, in maybe organized ministries and maybe um, things you want us to um to to spearhead and to to get on board with to pioneer God I just pray Lord for all the listeners that they would be directed by your Holy Spirit in whatever season they are in currently Lord we love you we thank you and praise you that our life matters and we want to help others Lord know that their life matters as well we want to connect them to you and your word so we love you and we praise you in Jesus name amen Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.